0: here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now, they don't wait till later. Future Tech Podcast. My
1: guest today is Matthew Carano with Swarm City. Welcome. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for being here. So it's Matt, fun. give us yeah, give us a bit about your background and how you got involved with uh, Swarm City.
2: Sure. Um, so I, I I live in New Hampshire, and um, New Hampshire is a, a pretty big hotbed for blockchain activity, even really early, early on. Uh, I remember. Uh, probably as far back as uh, 2011 or so. I was living in California for a bit before, but in 2011, when I got back um, here, I met a a bunch of what would be uh, a lot of the sort of the main kind of um, Bitcoin entrepreneurs um, who were hanging around. And once I figured out, uh, once I understood what Bitcoin was and, and what that would do for humanity, you know, decentralized exchange and um, being able to send value anywhere in the world without, you know, third party um interference. I was of course blown away and uh and you know sort of a a, a love grew in my heart for, for this technology. And so I um I even uh Lamasu, which is a, a, a Bitcoin ATM company, they uh they started here in New Hampshire and started working for them um and have, you know, since been kind of hanging out in the space um up until now. And what happened was uh, the Swarm City actually started in my neck of the woods here in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, it sort of it, it kind of evolved from this free Uber um, protest that that was happening. Uh, some of the cities around here were trying to shut down Uber, which made it made no sense. And uh, so that that protest kind of evolved into, oh, well, we need a sort of an unstoppable force, something that would allow for for people to you know freely. Ask for and receive rides without any interference whatsoever, um, and so I, I took notice. And uh, and um, there was a token sale in November 2016, which I participated in because I knew that if, you know to solve the issue of decentralized exchange for rideshare meaning means you solve it for everything. Uh, and uh, it's like I said, I participated in the token sale, and I just became more and more involved as as I went. I, I just started kind of communicating with the dev um, the dev group. That uh, that was running it, and uh, we became friends. And and I saw that they had kind of a uh, a lot of the, the the my sort of partners in crime come from uh, come from Europe, and English is a second language. And so I was noticing some of the you know the the communications that they were putting out there were were in need of um, some native English uh, help. And I started writing stuff for them, and just became more and more involved. And and now it's it's uh, it's a big part of my life. So that that's the kind of the, the backstory of, of how I became involved in Swarm City. Yeah, that's very cool.
1: Um, pretty, pretty diverse too, as well. Um, I remember, I remember similar kind of, uh, protest here in, in Texas with, uh, with Uber as well. And it's, it's amazing what, what that side of things does to propel things forward in ways you, you never expect. So yeah, the triggers, a, yeah. Yeah. So those, those triggers, um, are, are definitely interesting and curious to see how they develop. So Swarm City, what what does it do? So Swarm City is a, the
2: the kind of general term that I like to say, or general, I guess, phrasing sentence I like to say. It's decentralized commerce um, with a built-in reputation component. And it's very, um, it's sort of, it's kind of interesting to think about, like I said before, if you saw, it really started with this rideshare kind of flavor, but Deep down, everybody knew who was participating in the project that that, you know, that that was a that those whole protests sort of, you know, propelled us forward. But like I said, if if you can solve decentralized commerce for one thing, you can sort of solve it for everything. So it's, it's sort of based around this concept that um, that we give users the ability to create their own marketplaces, their own decentralized marketplaces where people can can find each other, communicate, exchange value. Um, Without interference, Swarm City can't shut it down. No one can shut it down. Um, but that there's an, a second component to it, and that is in a decentralized change, exchange environment, um, you're, there's still concern that you're going to run into bad actors, people who don't have your, you know, your best interest in mind. And so how do we solve that, and, and, or how does one solve that? And, and we came up with this idea of, of using a blockchain-based reputation component um, to solve this issue of trust. And if you if you want like I'll kind of take you through um, if if you want to ask me another question that's fine but if not I'll take you through kind of like the, the sort of the process and how a, how an interaction works in Swarm City if that's okay
1: yeah definitely let's uh, let's go that way
2: so like kind of the, like the the backstory of of what you know people kind of uh, would would be good to know for people beforehand is if you think about it like humans are social creatures like kind of built into our psychology. And it makes complete sense because we really need to collaborate with each other because no one on the planet is good at everything. Right. And so like to get the best possible outcomes for ourselves and families and community in the world, uh, we we really kind of we need to band together to get the best from each other. But there's this issue like so we, we we're social so that we can collaborate. But there's this issue we need to collaborate. But who do you trust? Right. And because there are bad actors and people who would do us harm. And so. This problem of trust was taken up by third parties. Like centuries ago, you had things started like escrow services and credit bureaus and governments and banks. All those are, are just central party kind of third party trust administers that, that um, basically what they do is they take a bunch of our information and they vouch for us as individuals. And the idea is if we trust the platform, then we trust anybody who's using the platform is a good actor, right? But there's all there's this issue with using these third parties, and that is... You know, there's there's sort of practical costs to it and then philosophical costs. And, and those practical costs are things like it is expensive to run these third-party administers. Like if you think, like in a commerce standpoint, um, Amazon and Uber are, are these third parties, right? We do business on these platforms. They collect a bunch of information they vouch for us. But if you do a transaction on Amazon, well, anywhere between 13 or 15 percent of the transaction is go- is going to go as a fee to Amazon, and then you know Uber could be 30 percent or more. of The transaction goes to Uber because it costs so much to to do the, what they're trying to do. But there's also a security risk too. Like they, in order to, to to kind of fulfill their mandate, they they get a bunch of our information, which gets stored in central servers and are ripe ripe for hackers. So like, and, and, I mean you probably know like a ton of um big companies have lost their bo- their battle with with uh with hackers even within the last few years um target and like some credit bureaus and even uber recently like most people have had their their have their identity stolen and are in the hands of people that that we can't trust because all these centralized parties are storing these you know this information in a centralized way so so there's this practical cost to using third parties but there's also the philosophical cost where Say uh, you and I are doing a deal in in, uh, in Amazon. You're selling me something, and I buy it. If Amazon doesn't like it, they can say no, right? And and so, in essence, what we're doing is whenever we use a third party in a you know sort of a centralized commerce way, uh, we're trading our our uh, our you know our, our voluntary interactions. We're, we're trading our ability to to um, to you know to, to buy and sell as we please. Away, we're trading that away for security, right? So that's what Swarm City does. It, it, it creates marketplaces for decentralized exchange, but also solves this issue of of, of trust. And I'll, I'll take you through a, a transaction now. It's like um, rideshare is a, a good example. Say, like, say I needed a ride from you know from one location to another, I would go into a a rideshare marketplace, at Swarm City, and we designate marketplaces with a hashtag. So let's call this one hashtag need a Ride. Right. And so I would I'd log into Swarm City and I would I would look for the for a, a ride share marketplace. I'd click on it, hashtag meet a ride, I'd click on it. And then I would create a request. I'd say, hey, I'd like a ride from Main Street to Pine Street and I'll pay 20 Swarm token. And someone on the other end, a driver would be searching this marketplace in their area because um, you can sort by like your your, um, your physical proximity and they'd see my request and they'd answer it and say, oh yeah, you know, this is perfect. I'm right by your area. 20 swarm tokens. That sounds great. And they can ask, and they would answer me. And I would look and I would see anybody that has, uh, that has answered my request and I could choose the one that makes the most sense. Maybe one is, um, is, can do it for less money, or one is a little bit faster or one, you know, has better reputation, which we'll talk about in a second. And so I choose the one that, that, you know, I choose, I choose you and, and, uh, and we get into a deal and then, what would happen is every single marketplace is controlled by a, by its own context contextually specific uh, smart contract, and it's at this point where the smart contract takes over. And the first thing it does is it it takes uh, it takes funds from both of us and puts it into the smart contract, so into an escrow, right? And then, uh, so say that you know I you, you pick me up, you bring me to my destination, everything goes well. I indicate that in app and uh, in the app, and the, the the smart contract takes over again and sweeps the funds from the escrow over to the to the to the provider to you for for driving me um now the and then the third thing that it does is is something that's really important and what it, what it does is for every single um every single uh transaction that goes through um it create the smart contract creates specific reputation tokens for both of us so and they're hashtag specific they're marketplace specific so in hashtag need a Ride, if we complete a successful deal, we get need a ride tokens. And and so you can kind of think of them as, as like reputation points, but they are tokens. They're they're generated um, the same way like a, a token contract would generate a token in, in Ethereum. Uh, but they're non-spendable and they attach to our our public private key, our identity basically, on the blockchain. So they can't be spent, they can't be forged, nothing. And so for and I said they were context specific. So say I do um Interactions in ten different marketplaces, right? For I would get it, as long as they're, you know, I, I complete them and there's there's no issues um, and I'm a good actor. I get I get a reputation tokens specific to each single one of those marketplaces. So anybody who's thinking about doing business with me in the future, they can see beforehand attached to my public prof- profile every single marketplace I've done business with and all my reputation for that for that um, for that marketplace. So you get a sense. Of who I am, what things I value
1: before you ever get into a deal with me, does that sort of make sense? yeah, that definitely makes sense so that that trust factor that's uh it's it's being automatically generated along the way, so yeah very cool. yeah, yeah, and so kind of the last uh last piece of this kind of
2: marketplace thing, and there are other parts of swarm city that that are interesting to talk about too, which we can but but the last piece of of, of this is that uh swarm city is decentralized i mean even the way that we operate as a team is decentralized. We have no, there's no hierarchy. There's no like president or anybody telling anybody what to do. From that level all the way down to the platform level, these marketplaces are created by any user, right? So it's not Swarm City that are creating, that's creating these marketplaces. We're creating the tools to make it easy for anybody with just a few clicks of a button to create their own marketplace. And so this hashtag need this ride, this, this uh, rideshare marketplace I was describing, it has an owner. And that owner's job is to make it um, a great place, a very safe place for people to, to interact, for people to find each other, communicate, and transact. And one of the ways that they do that is by mediating any issues that come up. So say in the, the interaction, you and I just had this rideshare interaction, say you never came and picked me up. Well, you know, I wait for 10 minutes and you're not there. And so I would indicate in the app, hey, there's an issue. And it would, it would, um, it would trigger a message to go out to the hashtag owner, the, the marketplace owner. And you know, and they would co- the owner would contact both of us and say, hey, what went on? And we both give our side of the case and it's their job to adjudicate in the fairest way possible. And so what they can do is, so we have all this funds in escrow, right? The smart, con- like we both agreed to a deal, the smart contract t- takes funds from us and puts it into escrow. Now the marketplace owner has those funds to help adjudicate fairly. So say like you never showed up, the 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 marketplace owner could could award me some portion of your funds as like uh you know as like a little hey you know this guy kind of screwed you over you need it to be at this place I'll give you kind of half of the of his funds that he put into escrow so so the goal of like i said the goal of the of the hashtag or the marketplace owner is to be as fair as possible because they want as many they want to have a reputation of the, of pre of creating a, a very fair place to transact because they want as many transactions to go through their hashtag as possible because they they charge a small fixed fee for every transaction that goes through so it's their incentive to to be a good actor as the as the um the
1: owner of the the marketplace as well now is is that fee does that uh, turn into the representation tokens that you're men- mentioning earlier or is, is that some other vehicle
2: no that's a, so this our our uh, utility token is the swt it's the swarm token so all you know, financial transactions that happen in Swarm City is the SWAT token. And so they would okay. just charge, uh, you know, a fixed oh something. They, they get to choose what their fee is uh, when they set up their marketplace. They choose what it is, but it's probably, you know, point oh
1: oh oh one Swarm token or something would be what their fee is. Okay, so just kind of a, a micro version of that. Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, so um, tell us where you are in the platform and kind of the roadmap for the next year. Sure. So the first thing that we needed to happen is, is, so there's kind of like, there's three like major um,
2: releases in Swarm City. And the first one is is, the, is your identity, right? If you think about identity in terms of blockchain, what does that mean? It means your public-private key pair, it's your wallet and anything that you have in it. And so the first thing that we needed to do was create, uh, create an identity. And we called that our terminal release. And that happened in ooh, February of last year, I think. And what it is is that it, uh, it gave people the ability to create their own um, swarm token wallet, um, their own uh, you know, upload their photo, uh, give people the ability to transact from their wallet, so I can send you swarm tokens, you can send me swarm tokens, things of that nature. So that was the first thing. The second release is called Boardwalk, And what, what Boardwalk does is introduces this idea of marketplaces. So, so now that you have an identity, it's, you can go into the boardwalk and use your identity to to transact with people, right, and to gain reputation. So um, the uh, boardwalk, our first version of boardwalk, came out last June. I think it was June fifteenth, actually. And it what it was, it was our kind of our MVP of of the boardwalk. So we we actually we did create the first marketplace. We called it Pioneer, hashtag Pioneer, and uh, and people were able to um, you know create a request, answer a request. Uh, transact and receive um, reputation tokens in that uh, in that marketplace and actually kind of a cool thing is if you have pioneer reputation tokens you 're like the ori- you 're one of the original like people who've ever used the platform so that 's kind of cool if you you carry that forward someone might ten years from now say oh matt 's got pioneer reputation he is old guard so that that 's kind of a cool thing
0: but uh, <laughs> nice. so
2: but it 's very buggy um what we found out is is uh so we use i, I mentioned before but ethereum is the platform that we use to build. So it's the Ethereum blockchain and chain and smart contracts and, uh, and you know, and other other tools that the Ethereum suite kind of offers. Well, Ethereum isn't quite ready for us. Um, Ethereum has uh, some of the tools that are kind of lagging behind and some scaling issues. And so because of that, the way that we developed uh, Py- um sorry, the first version of BoardWalk is really buggy and clunky. It works most of the time, but not always on iOS and things. So there's there's like, there's issues. So our version two we're working on right now, which should come out pretty soon. And it, what it'll do is it'll be a, a completely non-buggy version. We sort of found a way, kind of around. We're we're working on some of the scaling issues of Ethereum with some other projects, and we've kind of we've got some cool. We 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 know how we're going to move forward on it, so we think that that stuff's going to be solved. But so it'll be a non-buggy version, and it will introduce this ability for anybody to create their own marketplace. Um, so that that's coming out pretty soon. The third major release is something that we call Storefront. And what it does is it makes these marketplaces even more user friendly. So in the in the rideshare example that I gave you before, the if you if you looked at the interface now, and you can, you can go into swarm.city and create a user profile and actually, you know, um click on hashtag pioneer and make a request. And and that so if you if you do that now, you'll mm. see it's a very basic um UI. It's like I mean, it's very clean and easy to use, and super. It's kind of like Twitter is. It's, it's sort of like a Twitter 3.0 almost in the way it kind of feels. Um, but but uh, but what but what it doesn't have is like sort of context specific or marketplace specific attributes. And an attrib- and something that might be an attribute that might be really helpful in a rideshare uh, scenario is if you have an interactive map, right? Or if you have like an interactive map where you can see oh, that's where the cars are, and and this is where I am, and this is their ETA, or things like um, the ability for the rideshare drivers to upload their information, like their insurance information or a picture of their car. You can't really do it with BoardWalk as it is. So what Storefront is, is that it it allows um, hashtag owners or marketplace owners to attach a front end, a GUI, a graphical user interface that provides some of this functionality. So, like I said, in the rideshare scenario it could be you know these storefront that has a map and uh and driver information, or if it's a buy sell marketplace like Amazon it could be like hashtag need to buy or something um the storefront the GUI would would be you know it would have lists of products and searchable products and and things of that nature um product descriptions that sort of stuff and so the cool thing about storefronts are, we'll, so we'll, we'll make the first one as an example for people, just like we created the first marketplace as an example for people. We'll create the first one. But any dev that has front-end, um, like HTML, CSS experience, maybe some Polymer experience, will be able to create their own storefronts. And so what we foresee is that there won't be one storefront, like one storefront for rideshare. There'll be dozens and dozens and dozens, and a, a hashtag owner will just choose. There'll be marketplaces and storefronts. They'll choose the one that best fits their needs you know, for the users of their, of their marketplace. And, uh, and so there'll be this ecosystem of, of buying, of, uh, of purchasing, um, purchasing storefronts. And the cool thing is, is then once you have the storefront situation, you don't have to go and log into swarm.city to interact with these marketplaces anymore. You can just go to the URL of the storefront or even storefronts can be um, turned into apps that can go onto, you know, iPhones or, or, or Amazon or, uh, or, you know, Google phones. So, so it just adds like a a way more user-friendly front end
1: to these marketplaces. Excellent. And so all of these are kind of, interoperable is is that how that works are they primarily yeah. going through okay yeah Yeah. so you, well, you'll cool. be able to choose
2: whatever you know i mean some storefronts like you wouldn't want to put a buy sell storefront on your your uh your ride share marketplace because it just wouldn't make sense you know for the yeah. for like the interactions types that you want but but yeah so um these right we're going to create a storefront template so people know how to do them so that they can attach to these
1: marketplaces okay yeah so it sounds really good so yeah. what, do you, what do you see kind of for the the future of, of Swarm City beyond 2018?
2: Well, I mean, the so the goal is I, I really think so we should see the version 2 of Boardwalk pretty soon. And, I, I mean, I would guess that that will have the first really awesome working um, storefront by the end of the year, too. And then it's just about um, showing people how to use it. And so the cool thing is, is, like, at some point, um, we're kind of like like we, we would just take sort of a back Backseat to things. It's like we'll show people how to create their own marketplaces, and you know, and, and sort of and use them, and and kind of set the example. But then it's just really about if people like using it. Um, we foresee that that it, I mean, it, it, it could really be Swarm City. It's it's like there are good there are kind of good decentralized options for certain types of commerce, but really we could be you can use Swarm City for any type of of, of commerce whatsoever. Because with the front ends as, as uh, interchangeable and as like as flexible as they are, you can just it it can look like any app that you use for, for commerce or for I mean even things like like um, uh, like social media type of interactions or or uh, you know you're trying to, to get a bunch of people together to do even like protests or, or that sort of stuff. It's like just a way of, of organizing. Um, communities and, and places around around markets. But a market can just be can be an it can be idea markets or it can be you know buy sell markets. It's it's just sort of anything that you want. So I, I just foresee that that um because of how flexible it is and how easy it, it is to use, um, we'll we'll start seeing uh you know adoption and that'll and that'll be like we'll sort of take a like after we kind of get the tools out there, we sort of take a back seat. It's it's like it's for the entrepreneurs, it's for the builders who want to use the tools at that point.
1: Excellent. So, Matt, where can people find out more about Swarm City and about getting in touch with you? Sure. Uh, so you can go to Swarm.City.
2: And um, it, so Swarm.City is the app. It, the URL is the app, and you can log in there. But if you scroll to the bottom, you see all, of, like, the links to our stuff. Like, our we release our blog through, you know, it's it's, there, it's Medium, it's, um, all, like, our Twitter handle, all that stuff. Everything that, that's new that happens. Goes out through our Twitter handle, which is at uh, Swarm City That's the is in dog A P P P or A P P. Sorry, Swarm City DAP. Everything goes out on that. So if you just follow us there, you can get all our news. And then to to reach out to me directly, you can um, email me at matt at swarm dot city or even uh, or even follow me on Twitter. It's just my full name at Matthew Two Carano. And I'm
1: sure maybe I'll be in the the notes for this episode, so people can can just spell my name that way. But, but yeah, that's that's the best way. Yeah, excellent. So Matt, any final thoughts before we wrap up today?
2: I just think that uh that
1: you know the blockchain um ecosystem and specifically
2: ethereum because I really this is where I participate the most, is such a uh, a
1: tool for good
2: um and it's so exciting that uh you know if anybody's even at all interested in any of this stuff i I just highly recommend um you know finding some projects that you're really into and just kind of you know, getting in their slack or, or their riot and, and following along or, or contributing value, if you want. But, but I, I would just uh, I would just highly recommend you know learning more about this space. I this is it's it's one of the most
1: incredible breakthroughs I've ever seen is this idea of, of blockchain technology. Great, Matthew. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Matthew Carano with Swarm City, and thank you for all of our listeners to tuning into the Future Tech podcast. We will catch you here next time.
0: Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now, they don't wait till later. September fourteenth to the sixteenth at the Dallas Convention Center is going to have not only five thousand plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter? Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchain future tech expo.com. Thank you.